Hello. You're listening to Mock Footage. These two pals really like movies, but one of them hasn't seen very many, okay? Our hosts won't be using any nasty language, so you can share this with your grandma. And they will be discussing major plot details, so here's your dang spoiler warning. We're in a podcast now! Thanks for coming back, everyone. Welcome to Mock Footage. This is a... I'm trying to just do this off the cuff. I don't have the thing in front of me. This is a podcast where we watch movies that I like, or at least know of, and Ray's never seen. I'm Joe Langlois. I'm Ray DeRoso, and I don't have any cuffs right now. You don't have any cuffs. Speaking of cuffs, or maybe not speaking of cuffs, what happens in... There's definitely cuffs in this movie, Pulp Fiction. In Pulp Fiction, in Pulp Fiction. um, A movie that, I guess, like, not everyone has seen, for sure. But is definitely something of cultural significance. My date told me about an hour ago that, isn't Pulp Fiction like a three-hour movie? And Uh I looked it up, and I messaged Joe and said, Joe, this is a three-hour movie. Yeah. So now it's showing up as two hours and thirty four minutes on Netflix. So I'm wondering if that includes like credits hmm. or something. Maybe because but... mine said two hours and fifty eight minutes. Anyway. Yeah, that's what it said on uh, on the. Indib. Maybe the is the Netflix version cut. cut? I have to check this. Is the Netflix version of Bolt prices aren't the only thing getting slashed. So is time. Shorter. Mm. Wow, there's a lot of. There's a lot of words on this page, and I'm not prepared to read them all. We're just going to watch the version that's on Netflix. Okay, we're watching the Netflix version of Pulp Fiction, which stars Samuel L. Jackson and his partner Red Riding Hood, voiced by Jennifer Hale, because she is a cartoon, a la Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, alright. <laughs> Are you okay? You had such a strong start. You had such a strong start, and... Okay. So You're judging a, my plot. It's a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Is is Red Riding Hood, oh my god, uh, like a 2D animated thing, or is it like a 3D CGI? 2D. 2D. Okay, go on. This Sorry. is early. Please. Um, it also features John Travolta, who okay. was Samuel L. Jackson's partner. So um, the characters are Mick played by Samuel L. Jackson, and Heisner, who, who's played by John Travolta, and they're two cop buddies. And things get turned upside down when Heisner is murdered and Mick has to figure out who killed his partner with the help of Red Riding Hood, who Are is an assassin. Cops? Yes. Okay. Um, and Red Riding Hood is an assassin in this classic noir fantasy film. Okay. I just realized that I might have stolen things from Who Framed Roger Rabbit more than just the CG cartoon thing, because they also do a killer thing, don't yeah, they? Yeah, I don't mm. really quite remember that one, but, like, that's not important. Um, and so so why, why is this police officer working with this assassin, or why is this assassin working with the cops? Um, because Red wants something from him, and so she's willing to work with him to 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 get that well you're not really sure the thing is we never get a resolution to that point we don't know what it is she wants from him and we never get there are there more like like fairy tale characters that are like fences and 
and drug dealers or hey, like hey a... Joe, where do you think the fiction part of Pulp Fiction comes from? Let me lay this out for you. Please. So after Heiser's, Heisner's murdered, the story opens up to in- introduce a bunch of fairytale characters and their CD business deals and going zonzes. So the three pigs own a bar and it's manned by the big bad wolf who is the pi- the the wolf from the three pigs and Red Riding Hood. He plays both. He's okay. from both stories. Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk is a drug dealer they run into. Mother Gothel owns a brothel. The Papa Bear from Goldilocks is a police officer and is trying to avenge uh, his murdered wife and son after a bunch of side plot stuff. That's like plot B, and then everything kind of comes together, okay. and it's revealed that there's an assassin society, and Goldilocks and Red are a part of, and Goldie murdered the the Mother Bear and the be- the Child Bear. Oh, jeez. And do you want me to spoil the ending of the movie? I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, it turns out Heisner was just collateral damage for a bigger hit that went south when they were um, investigating a building when Goldie was also there. So he, he was never meant to die. He just was. Okay. So Goldie killed him? Yes. Goldie's the killer. Okay. And that's basically Pulp Fiction. Wow. You want to tell me how wrong I am? No, I'm just like. <laughs> I, this is another one of those movies, Ray, where, like, I just assumed that there was no way you would get it, like, even close to correct, and it's- What it's do you mean? Wild. It is wild how close you are. What do you mean I'm close? I'm I sorry. I mean, like, a lot of what you're saying like, really lines up with what happens in the movie. <laughs> why? I'm asking the gods above Why? <laughs> right now i'm, I'm sorry with you. that's not true you really uh, messed up on this one okay because <laughs> i'm like there's no way i could hit any of this i just really with... wanted to send you into a spiral no uh, no <laughs> but but Thanks. in this version of the film with the oh all right so is there like okay let's go back romantic so tension our... between red riding hood and nick a little bit, and there's like no romance thing. They're literally they they are unwitting partners, and throughout the film, they learn to respect each other. What is a little it bit that? More. What is it that Red wants from Nick? Why, like you said, that she wants something from him. Why? Why is she on this case? It's never stated outright, but I think it's to to get Goldie back for something. Is what they imply. Okay, so she she's convinced kind of from the beginning that Goldie did it, but she needs to prove it so that she can right. You know, Get right like sh- or... i think like there's um it's never stated but she and goldie have a rivalry thing at the assassin society and this was her way of uh, one-upping her okay in a way by getting her caught in assassin times well right because she i mean i mean as an assassin you you you're a professional you know you don't have collateral damage so right. if you can prove that goldie messed up like this then you know. Well, one killed an innocent yeah cop that didn't need to die, and two, you're a bad assassin. Somebody... And also, yeah, like a cop, so like that brings heat onto her, onto the society, like, which is exactly plenty... what happened. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, um, what else? Like, are there any other big names in this movie? Like, I feel like Papa Bear is probably played by like one of those big star-studded names, but, but like a small cameo. Yeah, let me uh, find a actor name real quick, because I don't know anyone. And we've used up all the ones I know, from Robin Williams to Denai Guerrero. <laughs> That's Hayden, all Hayden of Penetier. Hayden Panettiere. Hayden um, Panettiere. I mentioned Emily Osment last movie. 
Um, let's see. Um, let's search big man actors. Let's see. Oh, the, the big man is a movie. Physically imposing actors. Yeah. That's all right. Let's see. Umdib. <laughs> also, try to keep in mind when this movie came. out. I know. I don't know when th- this movie came out. I think early two thousands. Let me make that clear. Okay. Um. Okay, it's just giving me a bunch of like Swedish muscle men who are in Game of Thrones. I can't say The Rock or uh, Jason Momoa because they're not here yet. They don't exist yeah. yet. Neither does Dave Bautista. Ah, who's a Joe? Help me in this one. I need help. I'm I asking. Mean, like my first instinct is James Earl Jones. Um, we no, could, John Goodman. I, I, first of, so for some reason, I John wanted Goodman, to avoid. I think is a good pick. Who? John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman would be a good cop bear. Yeah. Let's do John Goodman. I okay. wanted to avoid James Earl Jones because we're doing Lion King. Oh, so. yeah. Shh. Shh. Oh, no. Actually, that episode might be out before this one. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> John Goodman is Papa Bear. Okay. Um, let's say Jake Gyllenhaal plays Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk in this okay. one. Okay, and he's the drug dealer. So is he like the guy in Star Wars who's like, want to buy some death sticks? That was Hercules. Wait. You're tricking me. I'm not. I'm, that's, that's a thing. That's like a very iconic thing that happens in Star Wars. What? (laughs) No. Does Jar Jar Binks say yes? Jar Jar Binks? No. Um, let's stop talking about Star Wars. (laughs) What was some good, like, Music from the period that that stuck out to you. You're really making me work trying to reach into my 2000s brain, huh? Where mm-hmm. I didn't know what Where the world Where is it set? Was. I mean, this is like probably some kind of metropolitan area, right? Like, mm-hmm. what city um, is this in? Brooklyn. Brooklyn, okay. Brooklyn. Nighttime Brooklyn. Nighttime. Movie nighttime. Take... The whole we only wait, does see... it take place over one night? No, but we only see nighttime scenes. That's That's a cinematic choice. Do we see like a sunrise as like the Red Riding Hood is going to bed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the very end, when she she finally gets her peace after Goldie's taken away. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, her darkness is over. Um, well, I guess what was the what was the most compelling character relationship? Like, what what set of people? Uh, so, if you know anything about Red Riding Hood, you know that the 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 wolf is the bad guy. But in this, uh, Red and the and Big Bad are actually like really close friends, and they have a lot of good okay. good jabs at each other. Cool. So, Do you think that it, she she still thinks that he's her grandma? That'd be interesting. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I I don't think so. What's the bar think... called? It's oh god, <laughs> um, it's called. Uh, it's called. Okay, I need to think of a pig. Three little pigs. Yeah, like my first thought was the brick house, but like I know. Is it? Hmm. Bl- blow no. I, wind. Ha 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 
Uh, it's called The Howling Moon. The, okay. And it has a little cartoony picture of the moon howling. The, oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. All right. We're coming up, we're coming up on a, a good, I think, a good point here for us to move over into the movie. So is there anything else specifically that you want to talk about with Pulp Fiction like that stood out to you as one of your favorite moments? Um, favorite, yeah, favorite characters or anything that stuck with you. Yeah, there's a really nice, quiet scene in the middle where Mick and Red are doing a stakeout, and they're just just musing about life, just having a nice conversation about what it means to be a person and what mm-hmm. how how they've fallen into the paths they've gone. Yeah, and it's very are there like differences smart. between human beings and cartoon beings ever like addressed? Mm-mm, no. Okay, like BoJack. Yeah, it's just this is just part of the world. Okay, all right. That's cool. I like that. All right, all right. One last question for you before we move on over into the film. What's the line? What's like the <laughs> what thing? What one thing sticks out as the most memorable line from this movie for you? It's <laughs> it's by Goldie at the end. Uh huh. And she says, I guess I got too much heat from that porridge. Yikes! <laughs> and then they take her away. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes on bikes, my guy. All right, well, let's go <laughs> watch the movie. I'm being quick... sent to space. I'm back in the <laughs> Let's take a popcorn break. <laughs> now for a few words from our sponsors. I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about a couple of the other shows on Lunar Light Studio. First, I'd like to announce the addition of Fish in the Percolator. It is a new show on Lunar Light Studio that we're so excited to have. It's hosted by Eric, Lily, and Sarah, and it is a Twin Peaks rewatch podcast. All of the hosts are really wonderful, and they all have their own wonderful projects on the side. But this show specifically is about the three of them re-watching Twin Peaks episode by episode and kind of picking it apart. They've all watched the show before, so they're kind of connecting things to future plot points as well. Um, if you've never seen Twin Peaks, you should probably watch it. But even if you haven't, this podcast is still really entertaining and the hosts are wonderful. Fish in the Percolator will be released on Tuesdays here on Lunar Light Studio or wherever else you find your podcasts. The second show that's going to get a little love today is Artificial Ghost Radio. Artificial Ghost Radio is Lunar Light's resident music podcast, and it is a comfortable, casual, friendly time where hosts Mars and Miles pick a theme, and then they choose songs within that theme to talk about every week. They also have listener suggestion specials. They also have this new Wheel of Discord feature as they just updated into Season 2. And so the whole format's a little bit different, a little bit lighter, a little bit breezier. And uh, they're changing things up to make things even better. So I would highly recommend giving it a shot if you haven't yet. You can find that on Lunar Light Studio every single Saturday. Thank you, and with that, let's get back into the show.
This movie is t- almost three hours. No, wait, two and a half hours, something. Yeah. It still felt shorter than Zathura. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, I don't like this type of movie, but I enjoyed it. And I, I it, it felt like it passed by. Well, because it's a bunch of small stories. Yes. Like, in kind of like Independence Day, but good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure now, unless John Travolta came back to life, I'm pretty sure some of these things did not happen in chronological yes, it order. Yes, out of order. Yeah. Which, you know, that's fine. I, I mean, I got the gist of it for the most part on mm-hmm. what happened when, I think. Yeah, I, I I liked it. It was the, it was a lot to handle mentally, but I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. It certainly is. Uh, it's a commitment to sit down and watch it, and there's some heavy subject matter. There's a yes. Mm. Mm. Content warning. Like I want to say it right now. Content sure. warning. There is a rape scene, so yeah, watch out for that. Be careful. There's a lot of blood and violence as well. If if you're not into that, so. Just be warned. Be warned. It's it's some seedy characters, some seedy situations on the seedy side of Los Fairy Angeles. Fairy tale land. Mm-hmm. So, a uh, plot synopsis doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Again, it's a bunch of small stories, but in Pulp Fiction, I guess the main characters are uh, Julius and Vincent, and they are played by Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. Is it Julius or Jules? <laughs> I thought it was Jules. They call him Jules, but I don't. I don't think that's his full name. Jules Winfield. So it's Vincent and Jules. Mm-hmm. And they are two gangsters that are working for a crime boss by the name of Marcellus. And they are just going about their day, like doing their job, which is criminal. Um, it's it's. Like the beginning of the movie has a very buddy cop feel, but instead of cops, they're they're criminals and they have their little banter or whatever. And um, there's another story about a boxer that was in dealings with Marcellus named Butch, played by Bruce Willis, and uh, and uh, he was supposed to throw a fight, but he ended up winning the fight instead and then there's this whole story about his father's watch and how it went through war and stuff and like it that's literally all it is this is just a few little narratives a few little vignettes that are tied together but to say that the movie has a plot i mean you have to like really dig through some sub subtext to to find mm-hmm. a, a longer arc or a, a, another meeting because it is out of chronological order the the movie starts and ends at the same place mm-hmm. i guess that would be a good place to get into it i i think that the beginning of this movie does a really good job of getting its hooks into you at least that's how i felt on this watch what did you think of that opening scene i thought it was fun it was entertaining there was a lot of character to it. Yeah. I think what's so excellent about this movie is all of the people talking. Like, yes. it's just, there's so much conversation. There's... I think this movie is just about conversations, is the yeah. thing. It's just yeah, a like... bunch of 
conversations people are having about their lives and what they think about the world. The stuff that's happening is background to the conversation. To the conversations. What was your favorite conversation? Uh, I actually really liked the one at the very end when they were in the restaurant and they were talking about pigs being a filthy animal. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Like, the way that Jules and Vincent, like, push each other and, like, test each other's logic. Like, they have little arguments, but they all, like, they almost always, like, one of them will come back and be like, hmm, okay, maybe I've been thinking about this the wrong way. Like, Mm. they actually are listening to each other and hearing each other's points and then, you know, moving forward with a new understanding. Even if they don't agree, they, like, I think that that's fun. Like yeah it's it's silly they always talk about trivial stuff but i really like the way that they communicate i like fabian talking about blueberry pancakes yes yeah that, that was, was so too. that was a very normal conversation mm-hmm. in a very high stress situation that they both knew they were in pie and is it... good at any time of day <laughs> uh it was very good um yeah it, it yeah let's I mean, so the thing about Pulp Fiction is that it's very renowned, that's great and all. I don't want to talk about why it's so great. I just want to talk about this movie. And yeah, I mean, that's that, I, that was pretty much... Pancakes. And what I, I got right, Joe, tell me. Tell me, please. So, a surprising amount of things that you got right. Um, first of all, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, John Travolta were partners to this movie which is close to what you said i i admit to samuel seeing samuel l jackson before in an in a promotional image that i did not look up it was just yeah part of my life one of his most iconic roles Mm -hmm. so buddy cops well except they're criminals but yeah so there's (laughs) criminals um and the so the very beginning scene is uh this like couple in in a diner honey 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 pumpkin and no honey yolanda yolanda yeah honey bunny and honey bunny and pumpkin i actually think that's how they're credited um nice and uh yeah she they're like talking about being criminals and where they're gonna rob next and what what has worked for them and what hasn't worked for them and she starts to get like more and more feral throughout the conversation and i was like Wow, actually, like, I mean, scrap the scrap the cartoon element thing, the Roger Rabbit, Rabbit <laughs> stuff, but, like, th- this could very easily be Red Riding Hood. Like, she's got red, ha- red hair, and oh she my was God. cast, she was, like, a, she had a gun, like, she could have been an assassin, she was she a little on She could have been red. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was that, there was a bar with... You could argue three pigs. <laughs> I'm there's that they talked about pigs. Also. Yeah, they did talk about pigs. I mean, that's a little bit of a stretch. Yes, but also but... there was a character called the wolf. Yeah, like... what? <laughs> that... I didn't even think about that till right now. What? <laughs> oh my god! And the wolf was a cleaner who came and, and fixed up all their issues. It didn't really have anything to do with fairy tales or anything like that. But but no no no, he was the wolf. And he was dating a young redhead. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> Why? Why do I... How... This is not the thread I expected to be correct. <laughs> Why? Oh, man. Uh, okay, so... 
John Travolta's character did die. Yes. Also, in this movie. Yeah, he dies kind of unceremoniously, which is kind of shocking when it happens. I was fine with. Yeah, I was fine with it too, but like, I remember the first time watching it, like, you spend this whole movie, like, you know, getting to know him, and then all of a sudden he's just dead. And then in the next scene, he's there again because the film is shot out of order. Or not mm-hmm. shot out of order, but it's presented it's out of presented, order. Presented, yeah. And, um, and like, and then you start to learn what led up to his death, and you start to see the, the meaning. Like, Julius, or not Julius, Jules had this, like, this revelation or something, and he decided that he wanted to quit the life of a criminal because there was this miracle, and he, they, should have died due to gunfire, but they, they were missed. And Vincent was very skeptical and he was very, especially in the back half of the movie, he was like, just very like, um, reckless and didn't really believe in anything, which Mm -hmm. became more and more evident. And because of that, he continued to be a criminal. And because he was still there, he was killed. And the thing that I just realizing now is if Jules was still working Jules would have been in that apartment too. Yep. But he they wouldn't have died. Vincent wouldn't have died. Because they, they wouldn't have both been in the bathroom at the same time. Like they, yeah. they would have they would have killed Butch. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I don't know. There's there's a lot mm-hmm. there's a lot that you can that's what's great about or not great about it, but that's I think why this movie is so uh like popular or like why why people talk about it is because nothing is explicit. There's no real text to meaning. You have to do a lot of interpreting on your own. Again, kind of like the opposite of Zathura. Joe, it's um, just Pulp Fiction. It's just Pulp Fiction. It's like, just if, Pulp Fiction. That's what yeah, it is. It, it 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 is that, and then you you can also do the extra step of doing some analysis. And there are there are some common threads that are interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But like it, at the end of the day, it really is just like seedy characters in a seedy town doing. Doing they're their bad business. people doing bad things, and bad things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. And they're all the while funny. they're just having normal conversations. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this movie because that's it. Like, it's just a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, and like, I there's not a lot to dissect without like sitting and being like, okay, um, I don't. We don't need to dissect it. We don't. I I would rather not. <laughs> I would rather not. Uh, talk about in the all of the interesting and uh, like deep meanings of a Tarantino film. Like that's not what I'm. That's not what this podcast uh, is we, for. Okay, so background about Tarantino films and me. I don't watch them. Uh-huh. They're good, but they're not for me. Okay. But neither is this movie. I forced myself to watch it. I enjoyed it. It was fine. I liked it a lot. Yeah, you said a few times through it, like especially in the begin in the first half. Like, there's a lot of really good stuff in the first half, and you were like, "Did you know I was gonna love this?" And I was like, but, "No, I, I didn't." The, okay, so the reason why, okay, I like all the conversations. At every time I said, "Did you know I really like this movie?" Mm-hmm. Uh, is whenever two people were having a conversation about nothing. Yeah, uh, and they're just both super into it and actually listening to each other. Mm-hmm. The what points when I freaked out was, you know, the high stress gun violence points yeah. where you don't know if someone's about to die or not. Yeah. Um and you really and, don't because sometimes really don't. people just die unceremoniously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... <laughs> and that's just part of the Tarantino charm 
because the yeah. first movie we tried to watch was Hateful Eight, and I couldn't sit through the first half of that movie. Um, you and I back... tried to watch Hateful Eight? Yes, we did back a few years back. Oh, man, and... I don't remember that. And uh, it was a whole ordeal between me and Joe, because I had to leave the room. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, <laughs> I have to leave. Yeah. But maybe we'll try to watch it at some point. I don't know. That one doesn't seem as Im- as important as this one. Granted, what I will say about this movie is that like it was made in '94, and it is not there. It does not handle everything very well. There, yeah, it does not hold up to uh, uh, standards of language. Like, yeah, there are some and a lot of societal... slurs thrown around. And... Yeah, there's a lot of slurs being thrown around. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, a lot of times people are, like, like, it's it doesn't go by without being, like, treated appropriately, but sometimes it does, and... Yeah, it's, it's a, it was a little rough going through that, I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, but it was also a product of the 90s. And... Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving it that excuse. I'm not I'm... excusing it. It's, it's just, just like go into if you're gonna watch it, go into it with that understanding that there's there's some gross stuff in here, so societally speaking, and just like with the blood and the drugs and hey, stuff. Can you say that word again? Societally. Thank you. <laughs> no Papa Bear, no Goldilocks, no villain really. No villain really. This was like your one chance to say, "Oh, there's not really a villain in this one," and you would have been fine. Uh, and you, you definitely like picked a very specific they're... person with motives. <laughs> they're all villains. They're all they're villains. all bad people. They're all bad people. So, I I would consider Marcellus Papa Bear. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Not not a not a police looking for vengeance for his dead family. He, but if we if we collude, uh, collude. If we if we've committed to confusing police with criminals, because <laughs> like okay. Jules Jules and Vincent were criminals but buddy cops, and Marcellus is the older Papa Bear cop on the force, but the force is that criminal organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Did we have and a he Goldilocks? is looking for vengeance. It wasn't for his murdered family, but it's he, true. he is looking for vengeance for a good mm-hmm. part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Did did we have a Goldilocks in here? Mm. Not really, but there so. are a lot of wonderful women in this movie. Who? I mean, there was Mia. Mia's excellent. Mia. I like and... Mia. I, I enjoyed Fabian a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she didn't do good. a lot, but she her scenes were very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't belong in this movie. She was just like, <laughs> she was too good. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's what's great is that yeah. she she didn't, and yeah. she was, and it she it worked. She it worked because she was barely part of the 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 crime part. Yeah, and we got to see a glimpse of like a normal civilian just existing while. Yeah. Her partner is dealing with a lot of violence. Yeah. There's Honey Bun. Honey Bun was fun. Mm-hmm. Who, who did... Okay, I'm not good at actors. Who did Christopher Walken play? 
He was the he was the navy buddy or whatever that came to tell okay. young Bush. Yeah, all right. I I I'm sorry. I like started hallucinating when that scene happened. It's it's a dreamlike sequence. Like they put the camera near the floor to make you feel like a kid because it's it the story is being told to young Butch. So like it's got a very weird feeling and it's an extended scene and an extended story that doesn't fit in with the rest of the movie but that's how kind of the whole movie is well yeah i mean it's the it it gives us the whole reason why butch is after his gold watch Mm -hmm. and right what triggers a lot of the events he goes through yeah but it is i mean it's marcellus hit the nail on the head when he said you have a problem with pride like yeah butch was a bad character and i did not like him at all yeah no he he was i don't like him but he he won he got his win as far as we know (sighs) movies movies huh you had a question no i'm just trying to think of like a little bit more to talk about just a little bit more i i want to know more about what you think and like you know what what stuck out to you what was interesting or or kind of hard for you to get through all of it like was it just the length or was it because no. of the material it it was the material i don't handle the the tense situations where something bad might happen but you can't you can't tell until it happens well mm-hmm. like i'm i i'm literally squirming in my seat when that happens so like and Mia, I, when Mia od'd when Mia OD, that yeah, was that intense. Part, that part is so hard. Any any gun gun hold gun, you know the yeah pointing guns at each other and yelling, yeah. that yeah. also gets at me. That's why I didn't like the hateful eight a lot. Yeah. Um, but other like even just like the violent pieces where like people there was blood and stuff that didn't bother me. Yeah. Uh, as much as it usually it's does. It's more the it. tension. The tension, the you know, tension I think that rises. That's in... how I felt about the perfection the first time I watched it, and watching it again the second time, like knowing that knowing, like even though it's all a movie and it's all fake, knowing that the bugs were supposed to be a hallucination Ugh. made it easier to watch on the second watch. Meanwhile, like, I, I was freaking out. Yeah, I feel like there's something about watching a movie a second time and knowing how everything is going to resolve that makes those that that particular tension. A lot easier to deal with, mm. but yes, but yeah. So definitely yeah. get ready for Lion King because there's a lot of tension. Yeah, I, that I'm one. so excited to find out what happens in that one. Mm-hmm. You'd be um, surprised. All right, I think we've we've run out of things to talk about without getting too esoteric. Ray, would you recommend watching Pulp Fiction to somebody who has never seen it before? In this, the year of our Lord, 2019. Hmm. Uh, mm. I'm on the It's fence. 25 years old. I know. So all of the other movies except Zathura have been like 30 and 40 years old. No, I'm just saying. I'm just like, yeah, like that it 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 is it is it is it is a year younger than Jurassic Park. I guess. I would say Okay, the question I'm answering is would I recommend this movie to myself again? My answer is no. Would I recommend it to anyone else? No, because I would explain to them the reasons why I did not enjoy yeah. it, even though I enjoyed it a lot. You think it's not not something that 
it, the the good of it doesn't outweigh the the tension and the slurs for me the, yeah yeah for sure yeah like i definitely go watch this but don't watch it because i didn't recommend it to you <laughs> wait wait watch it or don't watch it right just like say one or the other I say don't watch it. The general public says watch it. You can say don't watch it. That's the whole point of this podcast. I just took a Twitter poll. See, all six billion people on Earth just answered, yeah, watch watch this movie. And I'm the one person that said no. I was kind of expecting you to say no. And honestly, like, after watching it with you, that's kind of that's how I feel about it, too. I'm like, I like this movie a lot. I watched it when I was younger. I don't know how. I'm immature. I like childish things. Is the, the first thing to address here. I mean, I I think this movie is really cool, but like for just anyone who just generally casually likes to watch movies for fun, I mm-hmm. don't think this is it. I don't think this is a a general viewing. Yeah, you should watch this movie. I guess here's a here's an interesting question. Do you think there's a universe in which I could convince you? a few years down the road to watch this movie again. Yeah, there probably is. Isn't that weird? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Alright. I'm i in a weird space right now, but... That's... I mean, you have a lot of philosophical questions to that were posed to you. So. Yeah. Yeah, there is a... Yeah. Yeah, this is... It does stuff to you, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. But thank you for watching it with me anyway, Ray. Um, okay. And thank you all for listening to mock footage you can reach out to us on twitter at mock footage or you can send an email to mock footage at gmail.com you can leave us a review on itunes you can find all the other wonderful wonderful shows that are on lunar light studio at lunarlightstudio.com you can do incoming transmissions you can find out about our patreon there's so much cool stuff there's so much cool no legitimately there's a lot of cool stuff happening in lunar light right now absolutely yeah Take, it's take all cool. Gander. It's all for you. Hey, this weekend, this weekend after this comes out is going to be the monthly stream um, on Saturday. And if you begin donating, donating at, to our Patreon at a five dollar a month level, you'll have access to that monthly stream, and you can watch us live um, as well as all previous streams. We do something a little bit different every month, so it's always fresh. Um, and I believe this one's going to be a tabletop live role-playing experience. Um, it's going to be good. I'm yeah. not there, and Joe might be. I will be there, yeah. Joe will I'm be gonna... there, and I've been there the past few, if you want to check me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm going to let other people take this one. And it's yeah. going to be very good and interesting. Yeah, You're so... going to laugh. It's fun. And You're going to laugh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you. Watching movies with my friend is also fun. Ray. Who's your friend? Ray. (laughs) (laughs) Ray, what's the best line from this movie? I need to get the exact quote because I have it in mind. Hold on. I need to pull it up, okay? Um, Okay. There's a lot of good ones, but a lot of them also do have cusses in them. Yeah, I know. No, don't worry. The one I'm thinking of does not. Oh, it's it's actually two lines, okay? Is that okay? okay? That's fine. It's it's the the wolf saying, Say goodbye, Raquel, and Raquel says, Goodbye, Raquel. (laughs) 
let's let's give that one a pass right hit me say goodbye raquel goodbye raquel Light Studio. Pretty, witty, and gay. I'm your host, Andy. I hate most things, but I try not to let that get in the way of me enjoying my life. And I'm Evan. I love most things, and it really makes me enjoy my life. I'm Ronnie. On our podcast, Ending Pending, we talk about television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We're like canceled show investigators. That spells CSI. Yeah, it's it's like a bit. That's a bit. Yeah, that was like a joke there. We go episode by episode to find out what's working, what's not working, and where it all went wrong. And it's not just bad shows. Sometimes we do really good shows. Yeah, like Kings. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. That was really, really good. And The Quest. Ooh, love The Quest. Yes. Good choice. Excellent show. And Selfie. Oh, no, no. No, Ronnie, no? no. That was no, a bad one. That was oh. real bad. We didn't like that. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday on LunarLightStudio.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Ending pending. Is it working for you? Oh, yeah.